0: Welcome everyone to Hit the Books College Basketball Monday edition. I'm Thomas Kasali with my man C.C. here. C.C., how you doing today?
1: Can't complain. This is my uh, first time talking to you, talking to Thomas, so it'll be an interesting show. Y'all get to see our first interactions uh, live on video, so it'll be fun.
0: Yeah, it's going to be exciting. We got a lot of stuff coming up. Can't wait to get to it. First, this hit the book segment on the Hammer Betting Network is presented by the King of Sportsbooks, Circa Sports. Bet like the pros with the world's largest sportsbook right at your fingertips. Circa Sports experience big app bets with the highest betting limits, better money line splits with the lowest hold percentage, and the best customer service. Sports betting on the go has never been better. Now you can download Fund and Bet. Like a pro from anywhere in Nevada, get your new bookie today at CircusSports.com. Um, now, I don't have Circus Sports here in New York, unfortunately. CC, uh, do you? Are you able to bet there?
1: I am not. I'll be there uh, on Thursday, Thursday through Sunday, Monday, I believe. I'm headed to Vegas, so I'll be at Circa, uh, sitting in that big old uh, sports book, watching every game I possibly can. So it'll be a good time.
0: Yeah, I asked Mr. Benson when he's coming to New York, and he said when they dropped the tax rate. So I guess (laughs) guess I'm stuck for now because I don't think that's coming anytime soon. But, uh, hey, let's get to it. CC, you know, there was a lot of great basketball this weekend. It It was a good couple of days of action. Uh, One of the games I think is interesting, you know, we had Kentucky, Tennessee. I think both these teams are interesting. I want to get your thoughts on this. You know, I I took Kentucky on the opener at plus 14. I thought, geez, if there's ever a time you're going to bet Kentucky, this has to be it, right? The bottom fell out against South Carolina. And not only do they cover, but they go and they beat Tennessee on the road. I am never a fan of this Tennessee team. People love them. Uh, I know the metrics are great. I just don't think they're the type of team that wins six in a row in March. Just want to get your thoughts on both of those teams. You know, Kentucky was one of the favorites coming into the season. Now they're down to 40 to one to win it all.
1: Yeah, I don't know about a win it all spot, but uh, I agree. I bet Kentucky 12 and a half, a little worse number than you, but I uh, completely agree. I think Tennessee is a team that's defense looks good. Don't get me wrong, but who have they really played well against? They played Kansas early in the season. They look really good, but uh, I am complete that Like this Tennessee team, it seems like, Time and time again, they do this every single year. Like We feel like they're good, but uh, I think just from an eyeball test, they really don't have a true go-to guy uh, when it actually matters. And I think that we've seen that um, quite a few times. The Arizona game, they really couldn't get it done at the end. Uh, The Kentucky game recently, Kentucky was at the absolute half to win this game. floor, bottom. I heard every single person talk about how miserable Kentucky was. Uh, and it just felt like that spot. Coach Cow wasn't going to let it happen. And uh, they didn't play great by any means and still won the game. So I think it's a testament to Tennessee being not as good as we thought rather than Kentucky playing well by any means. Yeah.
0: yeah. And now, you know, Kentucky is going to come home for a couple of games. They got Georgia. They're going to be in a favorite role. Now, that's that's where I don't want to touch them. Do you agree with mm-hmm. that? Yeah, they, uh, they
1: have a pretty favorable schedule coming up. I think they were a nine-point favorite versus Georgia. I think I just saw the opener, but I uh, completely agree. I, I am still not buying this Kentucky team by any means. Right. I don't think that they're great. They're, they're rated 34th in Ken Palm. I don't think they're the 34th best team in the country. But um, I do think that when their back's against the wall, they have the talent to keep up with Tennessee's.
0: Okay, now another team that was a favorite coming into the season. I want to get your thoughts on this because I threw this in a couple weeks ago. Um, North Carolina. Uh, you know, they were around plus 900. They're sitting at circa right now, 36 to one. So, you know, I, luckily for me, I had a good college football futures season. So uh I had some futures bet at a book that I would never use for day-to-day betting. So I, I took the money out Um, and I left 150 in there through a, you know, fun parlay in their seven-teamer. The first six legs hit. The last leg is North Carolina plus 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 40 to one, plus, plus, you know, 40 to one to win it all. Um, It pays 20 K. And I want to get your thoughts on that because I don't know if I love this North Carolina team, but Armando Baycott March, you know, 40 to one. I don't hate it.
1: Yeah. I think that they have the pieces. The biggest thing for me. And when it comes down to March, like I, I think one of the bigger notions to track is just overall talent level and talent pool. I think you can't argue that North Carolina has a talented basketball players. RJ Davis, what He really hasn't stood out by any means. Yeah, he's 430th in the nation in offensive rating, which isn't bad by any means, but I think that he's a really talented basketball player. Baycott, obviously, Caleb Love, obviously, but uh, I think that they will be in the field there. Eh, are they going to win? I would probably bet my money that no, they do not, but I do think that it's a team that really nobody wants to face. like You, you don't want to get matched up versus North Carolina in the second or third round by any means.
0: Right, now what if I told you this? Before, what do you think the odds of this were, CC, before the season? At circa right now, um, Xavier has lower odds to win the national championship than North Carolina. <laughs> they are 35 to one, and North Carolina, 36 to one. That's something I didn't think I'd see.
1: Yeah, Xavier has it has completely stumped me. They're 15 and three. 11, they're the fourth longest win streak in the nation. So uh, props to them. Props to Sean Miller uh it is a, it's a great story just after I believe I heard and I could be wrong and maybe this is a rant but I think I heard that Sean Miller was was proven innocent in the entire scandal and in, situation they had and if so if that's true I have no clue I uh, could be making this up but if true if true I am happy that Xavier is popping off right now he deserves that Uh he's a really good coach and um it shows they're beating teams they beat Marquette in a really good game last night so uh, Xavier has my number. I don't have them as good as they're playing, and I'm not getting in there with.
0: I would like to get your thoughts on the Big East in general. Uh, last April, I hit Creighton on the opener at 100 to one. I have them 80 to one. Now, obviously, their bandwagon heading into the season got out of control. They were plus 150 to win the Big East, which I thought was insanity. Um, Creighton hasn't looked as good as people like me thought they might. A lot of good teams in the Big East. Do you think this is a conference with a bunch of good teams? Or do you see a couple of teams that could make a run in March?
1: I think it's a, it's a bunch of talented teams. I, I don't know if I would consider them good. Like a, a St. John's, for example, I think St. John's is one of the more talented just player versus player teams in the nation, but they don't play any defense. So like, it's a team, like I was saying with North Carolina, you don't really want to face St. John's many days of the week because they can do uh, what they did last game. And they, it, it just, Posh Alexander can drop 40 at any moment, and uh, it's just a team you don't want to see. Same with Providence. We've seen Providence upset a ton of people. Creighton was a bandwagon uh, preseason. They got bit up. They, they they got bit up very fast in the preseason. UConn, again, I was talking about this this morning, but if you look at UConn's rankings, they went from 27th in Ken Palm to second in one month. So I think that they got bit up uh, by this public notion that they were a lot better than they were too fast. And we've seen them lose two in a row, one to St. John's. Um, so, I mean, there's a really talented pool in the Big East. It's probably one of the more talented pools in the nation. Uh, but I, I just don't know if I can give them a champion by any means. I, I can't crown any of these teams looking at their uh, conference standings. I just I can't name one of these teams as the champion this year.
0: Now, going back to the ACC, as we were coming on the air, you mentioned a team that I think is interesting, uh, Clemson. Yep. Clemson is sitting there two hundred to one. They've been playing good basketball. What are your thoughts on this team?
1: Yeah, so before we hopped on, I said uh, let's talk about Clemson because I really thought that this number was much higher than two hundred to one. Uh, two hundred to one is is staggering. They're playing really good basketball. They just beat Duke. I don't like this Clemson team. I actually think that they're due for a lot of drop off, a lot of regression. And we bet the under uh, in the game Saturday and one on the show. So it was a nice win. I, I still think the Clemson's due for a lot of drop off, but 201. geez, like yeah, that is. Uh, I would probably play that number. They have a lot of really good basketball players. PJ Hall had what twenty nine versus Duke. Uh, Hunter Tyson, he played really bad. I think that was due. Still a really good basketball player. They, they're they're a good basketball team. I'd be curious with their ACC uh, to win the ACC. Odds are because it. it they're a team that again you don't want to face in any night, but I do think that the more talented teams, the Dukes, the North Carolinas, these type of teams are going to really match up well versus Clemson, and so that's why I brought them up. I think that Clemson's getting bit up a little bit too high. Uh, I think the the interesting game that I have circled for them is so February fourth. They play Miami, and I, I really like that matchup for Miami. I think uh, Isaiah Wong should eat through this team, so uh, that would be interesting to be circled there.
0: All right, so that's a team to keep an eye on. Maybe a drop off there for Clemson. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on a team that I, man, I I really swung and missed on. I, I think here the preseason, I loved Baylor. I I took him at sixteen to one. I was like, man, this team's got the guard play. I am stunned watching them play defense. I, I can't even believe what I'm seeing. It's uh, you know, it's like me playing my sons out in, in the. Uh, outside in the in the driveway I mean it's it's terrible if you were going to say someone like me who is sitting on a Baylor ticket they're 28 to 1 now at Circa any chance they turn this around for March
1: it is one of those unfortunate spots where I also really like this Baylor team just looking at the talent I I talk time and time again about talent pool but they they have a basketball team I tell you what like Jeez, they're a good basketball team it actually transitions well I don't know if we're wanting to do a pick now but uh the pick that I have for today is Baylor it's it's in the Baylor game coming up tomorrow but uh, we'll push that aside for a second yeah Baylor they, like they have the guard play they have flow they they have a good overall pretty veteran driven two seniors two juniors basketball team that uh they're solid what is their let's see Zach's pulling it up there you can get a 38. At Barstool, yeah, I mean, this is a team, like, if you saw Baylor in the Final Four, I would not be surprised by any means. Uh, I don't think that anybody really wants to match up versus Baylor, which I feel like I've said that three times at this point. Uh, but Baylor is a very talented team overall, and uh, I think that we have seen – it's scary because, as you say, they've looked at like craft. They're eighth in the nation in offensive efficiency, so, like, they are, they're playing pretty good basketball and yet still – They look like crap. So, what is their ceiling? And I think that it's high. And uh, it'll be interesting to watch from here. I think you're in a pretty decent buy low spot. They're 23rd in Ken Palm. They just they're 16th after the Oklahoma State win. But um, I think they're a really good basketball team.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know, it's uh, the NCAA tournament. It's a unique it's a unique way to end the season right it's the like best. it's uh remember north carolina at this time last uh, this last year <laughs> i was thinking this team's got no shot with uh-huh. the way they're playing defense right and they end up they're they're a basket away from winning it all so you really never know how it's going to turn out in march but let's you know you mentioned you had a you had a bet coming up let, let, let's 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 segue into that. If anybody has any questions, futures, bets tonight, this week, leave them in the chat, and, we'll, and CC and I will be sure to get to them. Uh, now, you, now, a little birdie told me you had a pretty good Friday on the show. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I think we went 3-1. and one. We lost the uh, Dartmouth under, which we had a shot at the end. Uh, they started fouling a lot. I think they scored like 25 points in the last two minutes, but we didn't deserve that, that to win. I was at like 154 live. So it was just, it was close. But yeah, an overall pretty good day. Uh, three and one, we'll take that every single show if possible. Uh, we had some insane moves. So like uh, the Toledo minus eight, I believe Zach sent us to us like 45 minutes later was at 11. Um, I think that was just a pretty bad line overall. Close 12 and a half. I think that was just a pretty bad line overall. We talked about it. I think that it's due to injury uh, that Ken Palm just hadn't updated their site. It was showing that. Uh, one of their best players was playing, and he was not playing. He tore his ACL. So uh, we caught that early, got some good COV, got a good win, and uh, overall pretty happy with the first show.
0: All right. Now I know you're. we're, we're, we're doing this on Monday. I know your, your games have already tipped off. I have a game uh, tonight in Conference USA. You know, I, I took the points with Western Kentucky. Uh, I, this was a team I was really high on to start the year – like a team that never really puts it together but you look at their last six games they lost three close ones they've won three in a row you know UAB is kind of are not UAB, am excuse me um uh Florida Atlantic here is, is kind of living on the edge the they've won their last five by four points or fewer on the road tonight so what are your thoughts on this game
1: yeah i uh i'm a I'm a Birmingham boy so conference USA is kind of my pulse in my blood and uh, I really hate this Western Kentucky team because they beat up all my Blazers the other day so uh, <laughs> I, uh, I unfortunately have watched them in person and seen that they're a pretty good basketball team so I, w- I would tend to agree with you I think Florida Atlantic uh, also who I believe let's see plays they play UAB in the coming future but um, no they beat UAB as well by two so Florida Atlantic as you said they've been <laughs> they've been scraping by they barely beat Charlotte they went FIU in overtime North Texas is a really good win at home uh, but on the road, uh, Conference USA, I agree. There's, there's. When you talk conferences, you talk about the Big East. This is a really good basketball conference overall in the Conference USA. I think uh, Western Kentucky, UAB, Florida Atlantic, North Texas, there's a lot of really good scrappy basketball teams. So uh, I think in most cases, these type of games become really scrappy. UAB likes to push pace and play their style. And then the exact opposite with North Texas. So you get completely different basketball every game, which is going to force a lot of variance, but also force a lot of upsets, I believe.
0: Yeah, this was one of my favorite conferences entering the season just a, a bunch of good teams if you haven't gotten to watch conference USA. Now I know you said you are uh close with the UAB team. They they're tonight they they got, you know, a tough one, Middle Tennessee always kind of tough at home here. The no jelly tonight, but you you say get ready for Saturday, right? When they when they host North Texas in a big one.
1: Yeah, I should have uh, the information on Friday, so hopefully we can talk about it on the Friday show. But Jelly should should be back on Saturday for the North Texas game. Hopefully, uh, unfortunately, I go to every UAB basketball game, and I'm going to be out of town for the North Texas game, which is like UAB will be rocking, and I'm quite upset about that. But yeah, it's a night. This game's going to be really good. They're going to be without Jelly, so Eric's going to have to score. Uh, and I really don't know if he can shoot. I don't trust his mechanics to be able to shoot consistently for any any amount of time. But um, I think that, I think overall UAB has a talent pool. We pulled in so many transfers last year that two versus middle Tennessee seems pretty soft. I didn't bet this game by any means. Uh, the only thing I'm sitting on, and, and you might get a laugh out of it, is I do have a UAB to win the championship future uh, to get a plus 50,000, and I, I had to. Like, come on. <laughs> and so uh, I'll be sitting on that, and if it wins, I will be somewhere having a very good time. Uh, more, I mean, the money will be nice, but more that the Blazers win the championship. Imagine that would be crazy for the city of Birmingham.
0: Well, it's an interesting because, you know, again, the tournament is just so different than the regular season. You know, guard play is big last year. UAB had the worst luck of any team by drawing Houston in the first, you know, the that, that was a team I think could have done some serious damage if they had just gotten a little bit better draw in the first round. And I actually thought they played pretty well in that game, but man. I mean Houston. When Houston's on, man, good luck, you know. And
1: I, I got a, I got a tidbit for that one. Uh, Trey Jemison, the 7-footer on their team, the uh, center, had a torn MCL during that game. He played, he, oh, he, okay. he said he wasn't going to miss, so um Though Houston, don't get me wrong, I think we stood no chance. I, I like the grit from the team. It, it made me happy to see that we competed. I think it was like an eight-point game at halftime. So yeah, uh,
0: I had happy. UAB. I, I still took them with the with the points. I thought. I mean, it just you know Houston. Houston's one of those teams, man. When, when they're when they're at their top level, they're just almost impossible to beat. And they just unfortunately that night they couldn't miss. Yeah, they. uh It was. It was. It was an
1: impressive win. I wasn't upset by any means. I was more happy that Houston. if we were going to lose to somebody, I was completely cool with it being Houston. So it was a good win by Houston. They obviously went and did some pretty good things in the uh, tournament. So not too upset there. All
0: right. So let's look at the week ahead. I mean, I'm a pretty selective better anyway, but this I, I don't have a ton of stuff this week uh, that, that's really jumped out at me. I know you said you have something you're looking at on Tuesday. What do you got for us, CC?
1: Yeah, I got one, and it uh, goes back to the idea of you talking about Baylor, um, and you say their defense is really bad. You, it looks like how you would play your kids in the driveway, and yeah. I completely <laughs> agree. Uh, but I think that leaves an opening for one thing, and that would be unders in their games. Uh, so I'm going to take the Baylor versus Texas Tech under 146 and a half. It looks like it's been juiced. It was 147 before the show, and so uh, it is juiced 146 and a half. But that's fine. Uh, it's part of the. Part of the battle you have with having to show this early, but um, I like the Baylor under 146 and a half for a couple reasons. First off, Texas Tech is playing very fast this year. They are 128th in tempo. And this is 100%. I mean, it's adjusted tempo, don't get me wrong, but this is because of who they've played. They played South Carolina State to a 77th possession game, Houston Christian to an 85. These are two teams that are going to do this always. Uh, Jackson State, they scored 102 on. Um, because they had just had a close game versus Eastern Washington, they needed to embarrass Jackson State. So we're seeing a scheduling pileup that has just, just forced them to look a lot faster than they were. Um, and I think due to that, we see a really high number. This uh, In a Texas Tech game with Mark Adams, a coach, I, I don't see many 147s in, in most cases. Also Baylor, yes, they've been efficient, but um, they have a whole bunch of guards who are going to need the ball in their hand. They're They're going to waste time. If they get stopped in transition, it's going to be, an offense that's set up by a pick-and-roll, and this number just seems really high. So um, I like the under 146.5 for the Baylor-Texas Tech game as the uh, first bet for the Hit the Books Monday, and it doesn't seem like we're going to have too many on this
0: on this first show. This is like a, a theory <laughs> show. I like it. And so this is similar to Kentucky, right? This is, a, this is now Baylor's looked awful on defense. Now the number's to a point where you want to go the other way. Yep.
1: 100%. I think in most cases, like I don't have these numbers in front of me, but I believe really, if you were to look at Baylor totals by any means, I think that uh, you would see more often than not they're going to be under 140-ish. Uh, this is purely a guess just based off like what I know from Baylor basketball games. Um, and 140 is the national average for points a game. And it seems like this Baylor team is not really trying to be uh, – they scored 83 versus West Virginia, who West Virginia has pushed – the 130th tempo in the nation so they they're not trying to do anything crazy i think that that west virginia game is probably one of the bigger numbers you'll see they also have been unfortunate in the fact that they saw kansas state who i don't know if you've kept up with kansas state yeah, has lit up everyone so like you're seeing some inflated numbers just by teams shooting lights out 77 against iowa state and so i don't think you see this kind of shooting if texas tech scores 80 then by all means they can have it but um I think Baylor's due for some drop off in the defensive
0: section. Yeah, well, and you mentioned Kansas State; they have been hot against everyone. They're going to stay hot against Kansas at home. <laughs> They're, uh, uh Ken Palm has this Kansas a slight road favorite. I think that's correct. What do you see in that game?
1: Yeah, I think uh, we talked about both of these teams. We uh, on Friday we took or we we discussed the Kansas future at thirteen to one. I believe it's eleven to one now. Um, I think this number's probably right though I do think that Kansas is a significantly better team. I think Kansas State is a team that you don't want to get in front of currently they are hitting everything. And if you've played significant amount of basketball, you know when that ball is coming off of your hand, right, you will shoot it from anywhere and feel as good as you can about it. Uh, and that's where Kansas State is right now. I don't think that they have the players that in a neutral court with two weeks of, of distance um, without basketball, I would take Kansas every day of the week. But just current situation, Kansas State – Man, they're feeling it. I saw uh, what's his name, uh, point guard, pull one from the logo the other day with with yeah. the utmost
0: confidence. And so, uh,
1: they're loving life. They're shooting basketballs pretty
0: well. And I do not want to get in that train by any means. I right, know well, Bunting for Calder asked if I would take uh, Western Kentucky at four and a half. That's actually the number I got. I played it last night. It went up to five for a little bit. Um, and and again, listen. Western Kentucky has burned me this year. I had them against Louisville. Uh, Louisville shot like ninety percent from three. It was the best game they played all season. But uh, I just, I, I feel like 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 CC said these conference USA games. They're going to be a lot of tight games. These these teams are really good. They get after each other. So yeah, over a possession, I I, I took the four and a half. Um, going back to Tuesday, the team you had mentioned earlier is an interesting game. I I don't have a good feel for Wake Forest. Clemson is at Wake Forest, a one-point favorite. Uh, any thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, I uh, I really – it's weird. I, I've bet Wake Forest unders a few times at this point, and I've, I've been proven time and time again that Wake Forest's offense is actually pretty good, and uh, I have their numbers low. So it's one of those teams that, you know, this isn't – this isn't baseball. We're not standing at bat. We really don't have to swing at everything. And Wake Forest is one of those teams I just don't understand. So um, I don't, I have my number on them. Let's see. I make Clemson a three and a half point favorite and I don't like Clemson. So uh, I'm probably, Wake Forest is a three point favorite. So that shows. I I really do not trust my number on Wake Forest in any. Uh, if I did, Clemson would be the bet because have them as a three-point favorite and they're a three-point dog so that would make a whole bunch of sense wouldn't it it becomes that easy i think at sometimes. so um (laughs) i'll look into it but i I really just what 13 and 5 wake forest 35th in the nation in offensive efficiency and just if you watch their games i just don't think that they are this i do think that clemson is is the winner here and so um three-point dog okay you're starting to convince me I, i might have to take some clemson
0: all right, uh, now moving on to Wednesday, there's a game I like. I-, I like Arkansas on the road at Missouri. It's similar, like I think this is the a game to buy Arkansas. You know, I, I had Kansas as a slight favorite on the road against Missouri. This Missouri's team has played well. They've had an easy schedule. They're tougher at home. I know Arkansas is still without Nick Smith, but this is a game. I think Missouri plays fast. Arkansas gets out in transition, can get some easy buckets. So I like them. At the Ken Palm's got it minus one. You have an opinion on this one?
1: Yeah, I would make it one as well. I, I, Missouri, another team. I think that this one has stumped a lot of people. Uh, they're yep. starting to fall they're starting to fall to earth a little bit they lost by 18 to Texas C&M so they're starting to fall a little bit but man they looked good they were a 4 point underdog uh, to Kansas at home earlier in the season I bet Kansas in that game I don't trust that Missouri has the talent pool but I really don't know if Arkansas does I do think that Arkansas probably in the situation is is a better spot but Missouri has been packing out at home I think that their home court advantage uh, can't be slept on by any means yeah. uh, I was impressed in that Kansas game so so this is one that I would, if it's 161 total, I'm probably leaning more towards an under than anything. Um, that just seems really high for an Arkansas team. Arkansas is 55th in the nation in tempo. And I think if you watch most of their games, it doesn't play in a 155 type range. Uh, they played 69 possessions versus Vanderbilt, but they, they scored 84. So I, are they that good of a shooting team? I don't know. I think the possessions played closer to an under here, 161.
0: All right. Yeah. I mean, Missouri is that that home court advantage is pretty crazy. And I know a lot of people didn't think they would be good this year. They've played a lot better, uh, but so that'll be an interesting game. Um, you will know, go to Thursday. I want to get your wrote this down because I want to get your thoughts on the two teams that make me want to bang my head against the wall. <laughs> Indiana and Illinois <laughs> are meeting on Thursday. It's at Illinois, Illinois Ken Palms got them around a four-point favorite. Man, I first of all, Indiana I thought was way overvalued entering the season. I think they were like 16, 18 to one to win it all, which I didn't want any part of. Thought they would be a little bit better than they are. Uh, I don't know about the coaching over there in Bloomington. But what are your thoughts on this game?
1: It's it's funny that you say bang against the wall, and you just say those two teams. So I actually decently like Indiana. I'll talk about that in a minute. But if I was to have to choose two teams to bang my head against the wall, Illinois would definitely be one of the two. Uh, the other one would be Iowa. I just – these two teams, man, I – I think Illinois was overrated coming into into the season. I think any team, listen, I could be a hater, but I don't think that Matthew Myers, or Mayor, however you say his last name, is a good team basketball player. I just, since his Baylor does, I have not liked him. Um, And I think that if he is a significant part of your offense, he's shooting 25% of their shots. I don't like that. And so in most cases, I'm not going to like this Illinois team. Indiana, on the other hand, they have all the talent they could need. It just comes down to, like, also, Xavier Johnson's out. So that's a, that's a pretty big deal. But uh, it it all comes down to coaching. I think we've seen Indiana burn leads more than any team in the nation. They've I watched that Iowa game. They were up like 25 and they got burnt in a heartbeat. So um, coaching, I think that they have the talent over Illinois, I could be wrong there, but I just am a hater of Matthew Meyer.
0: Yeah, I mean, two teams. I just haven't been able to to guess right this this year. Uh, Big Ten in general, I, I got to stay away from the Big Ten. Probably forty percent of my losses this year. It,
1: it's tough. Like even this Michigan team, we thought yeah. basically everybody thought in the preseason Michigan would be good. And if you watch these games, like I think I have bet a couple of Michigan unders. And the one that just drove me crazy was Ohio Michigan. I bet the under. it's yeah. still somehow hit in overtime. But geez, like they let Ohio compete with a nationally ranked Michigan team who is supposed to be up there. And uh, I'm just not – I'm not buying it by any means. Dickinson's decent, but uh, they just – they haven't surrounded enough of a team, a basketball team. There's a lot of players in the nation right now, but there's not many basketball teams.
0: The, there's a team I want to get your thoughts on here, CC. They play, a, they play two games uh, in a three-day span here, Arizona. On Thursday, they got USC at home, minus seven on Ken Palm. Saturday UCLA comes calling UCLA's minus three on the road Arizona just lost at home recently for the first time in two years I don't love this Arizona team uh I, I don't know what your thoughts on them are I, I took USC against them a couple times last year they covered both times they kind of slow them down they have the the front line to kind of compete with them um any thoughts on Arizona and either of these two matchups
1: yeah, Arizona has been a weird team. They just they just looked pretty awful versus Oregon. I think this USC matchup probably favors Arizona better than the um, UCLA game. And I think that if you shut down Drew Peterson, you shut down most of USC overall. I really don't like this USC team by any means. I think that we've seen uh, them struggle. Like, they lost the opening game versus Florida Gulf Coast. They didn't look great versus Vermont. They struggled versus Mount St. Marys. They struggled versus BYU. So uh, I don't think that in most cases USC has looked good. I would probably lean Arizona in that first one. Uh, and then headed into a game versus UCLA. That's a pretty tough spot. Um, and I would lean towards UCLA on that one. I, I don't know if I would want to lay it. Arizona's a weird team. What's their pace? They, they're they up there. They're 13th in the nation. So you could be down five and still cover spread pretty quick because the, these possessions are just yeah. so bang, bang. And and it's how they want to play. It's not, it's not like they're getting loose and trying to win by five. They... They know what they're doing. They they'll get six, seven, eight possessions in a minute, and uh, you could be in, you could be in trouble holding a plus three in the last minute of a game for sure.
0: Yeah, in the the last game, I want to get your thoughts on before we get out of here, CC. Uh, this is the one there was a team who played Arizona last year in the NCAA tournament, TCU, who I still thinks a little bit undervalued in the market. I had them against uh, Kansas State at home on Saturday. They play Kansas on Saturday, and Ken Palm has this number Kansas minus eight. I looked at that and I was like, Really? I, I kind of like this TCU team. I know sometimes they struggle to shoot from three, but they turn you over. They, you know, they get out in transition. Kansas minus eight on Saturday against TCU. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, TCU is an interesting team. They, uh, they talk about some dogs. They, I was watching that Kansas state game and it seems like they are the first three people to dive on the court. If there's a ball loose. Um, and I love to watch it. I was telling one of my friends, if I could, if I could repick teams and repick like uh, my, my blood that I, I I'm an Alabama fan a UAB fan. It's, I've been forced to be so uh, as, as I was growing up, but I think TCU would probably be my basketball team. Just, you just have to love the heart that they play the game with that said, I really like this Kansas team. I talked about in the last show. I think they're the best team in the nation. Eight is too many points, I would agree. Uh, but I think in most cases, Kansas gets it done. And so then you're just hoping that they don't get it done by too much and there's not fouls at the end. And With this TCU team, I really don't know off the top of my head. Um, it uh, it looks like they get to the free throw line a lot, but they don't foul a ton. Just based off their scrappiness, I would imagine they would be in foul trouble at the end. So an eight, you're really not struggling with, with potentially getting uh, hurt by some fouls at the end. But if it was like six, five and a half, I would lean towards Kansas.
0: Yeah, and TCU, I, I know some smart people had them at like eighty to one to, to win the national championship. They're down to thirty-six to one. But you mentioned Kansas. Now Kansas, I, I had them last year preseason at eighteen to one. You know, I, I didn't like them as much this year, but I don't they might be a better team this year than last year. What do you think? I would agree.
1: Uh the issue that I've with Kansas is I think too many times that they get stuck in an offense. And I really hope that they figure out uh, where their consistent scoring is going to come when they need it. I, I agree. I've said that they're the best team in the nation. And probably biting my tongue on that because there's a lot of there's a lot of tier twos like right behind them. Um, my issue is I think that they rely too much on Grady Dick. He mm-hmm. is a really good basketball player. Uh, but it, it's reliant. And if you've watched these games, I really don't know a metric to put on this. But if you watch their games, it's not reliant on Grady Dick in the sense that – the, the offense is built towards him. He's only getting 22.9% of the shots. It's more that they get stuck and they just don't know what to do. And then he runs over, catches the ball and it can hit. He's 81st in the nation in effic- efficiency. Jeez. So it's like, he's a really good basketball player, but these plays aren't drawn up entirely for him. And, and I think that he's going to have to step up and, and be the give me the ball guy. Jalen Wilson is that, but uh, great, they're going to need, need a second. I think Grady Dick has to figure out his way into the offense if they want to be the best team in the nation.
0: All right. Sounds good. So I think uh, for the first show, I think we each have one official bet. Is that correct? You have the under and the Baylor game on Tuesday? Yeah.
1: Uh, Zach, did you lock those in? Uh, We got the under and the Baylor game, and then you are on,
0: what, Western Kentucky at four and a half? Yeah, I'm on on Western Kentucky four and a half. um, And I'm going to – you can lock me down for uh, for Arkansas. I'll probably be on Arkansas. uh, So – you can give me both of those for, for my plays, and you have the Baylor-Texas Tech under.
1: Yep, perfect. I don't think we have an Arkansas line yet, so uh, maybe we'll just like say something about it. And um, unfortunately, with college basketball being an everyday thing and not being able to talk every day, that uh, there's some that are just going to slip through the cracks, but I do agree on that Arkansas line
0: okay sounds good and thank you everybody for watching hit the books on the hammer betting network presented by circus sports bet like the pros with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips experience big at bets better money line splits the best customer service and more download your new bookie today at circusports.com. well cc the first shows in the books i think it went well i think it was good what do you think
1: yeah it was easy uh monday i feel like this is probably going to be the continuance of the show and if if is watching has uh, opinions on on like start times, because I know that these markets are fast. They, they they're not opening at four o'clock and we kind of have to post something. So it's we're, we're stuck in a weird dilemma with college basketball. It's just a little harder than college football. Uh, but the main thing is, I think that Monday is going to be these theory, these uh, futures based shows. And then Friday yep. becomes a Saturday slate talk because one hundred and fifty five games last Saturday.
0: So uh, it becomes pretty easy there. Yeah, and of course, if you have any questions, uh, anything, you can always hit me up at the Tom Kasali on Twitter. CC, tell everyone where they can find you.
1: Yeah, it's Twitter at Keep Betting Co. Keep Betting Co. Co. And yeah, be sure to like, subscribe. Also, if we check the comments on these videos, so if you have any questions, feel free to uh, reach out there. I'm sure Zach will send them over to us because the guy in the back end doing all the all the heavy lifting.
0: All right, that's it for the first show, Monday show for Thomas Casali for CC. We'll, we'll be back Friday for college basketball, hit the books. But that's it for this version. We will see you next Monday on Hit the Books. <laughs>